We're chatting this afternoon with Lindsay Gibbo. Lindsay is the director of Big Tree Marketing, and we know her in the tourism sector from having quite a nice portfolio of clients. We see her and she's visible on the SATSA Expo. And so we know her from very, you know, various different interactions. But Lindsay, before we go into what it is that you do as a business, we'd love to hear and learn a little bit about you. This is part of a feature on women in tourism and the way in which we are dealing with this is that we're looking at women in a 360 manner. What are all the things that make us who we are? So Lindsay, over to you. Tell us about Lindsay. Hi, Jenna. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I guess I can say I'm a mom first. I have two children. Um, my daughter is a climate change scientist and she's um, doing her honours um, at Stellenbosch. And I have a son who lives in Texas and he's also just, uh, he went back to study and he's just graduated. So I'm a very proud mom of two children. I am a sister. I have a sister. How in wonderful is that? What blessings. Honestly, Janet, I count my blessings. I'm very thankful. Um, and I'm, as I said, I'm really proud. I have a sister, so I have a, I have a sister in New Zealand. And so I have my family scattered. But I'm essentially, yeah, I'm, I'm a cancer survivor. I am enthusiastic. I'm very driven. I'm creative. I love my work. Um, you know, people say that it's work, it shouldn't be personal. Well, it is very much personal for me. And I think you probably agree that is exactly how this industry works. Yes, yeah, if you I, don't give it heart and soul, it it doesn't resonate. And I think our personalities are such that it's not just a job. It defines who we are. I have to I have to agree with you. That's exactly how it is. Um, and so I literally, uh, as you say, I give my heart and soul into it. And I mean, I don't want to be cliched or anything, but that um, the concept of Ubuntu, I am because we are, is exactly how I operate. And so I'm I'm a networker and I and I in my business, I use the line uh, connecting people and places. And that's exactly what I've done for 23 years. Yeah, I love my work I'm not too fond of admin but it comes with a job um, and I love pretty much every day I love I wake up and say thank you God that I do a job that I love absolutely now Lindsay you've said you've been doing this for 23 years is this what you've done all the time or have you had a transition where do you come from so I, I started my work career in not related to tourism, but in um, 1999, um, I was introduced to Proti Hotels and the most wonderful late Britt Moore. And she interviewed me and it's because of her and Proti Hotels, I am where I'm at now. So I joined the Cape, it was the Cape sales team at the time, and I was um, the sales exec involved in international inbound travel. So that's where it started, as I said, in 1999. And then I was with them for about six and a half years. And then I was approached by um, independent hotels um, in Nisner and Port Elizabeth. And at the time, the opportunity to work from home was um, on the table and um, my daughter was fairly young. So I made the move and I was there for seven years. And then in 2011, I made the big jump. 
and I decided to start Big Tree Marketing. I had a soft landing because the hotels that I was working with at the time became my first clients, and then I added to the portfolio. So, how <laughs> phenomenal, Lindsay! What a journey! Now, where does the name Big Tree come from? You know, I get asked that um, fairly often, um, and it's all on my website. The story of Big Tree, and and I, I kind of, it's all about the fact that. Trees are in two dimensions. They're grounded and they are rooted in African soil, but they're also reaching for heaven at the same time. Um, trees play a vital role in communities. They places they, it's places uh, under trees are where people meet. Trees give sustenance, fruit and and resources, uh, wood for fires. So it's kind of around that and also the fact that there are many branches. And so I see my clients as the branches in our tree. And, you know, as long as you water and, and love, you know, you have phenomenal growth. And I, I like to think that that's, what's, that's how we've run for the last is it 12, 13 years, um, 12 years, 13 years? That's that's a, that, that's the thought around big tree marketing. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm pleased to say that we've grown a few branches over the years. So blessed indeed, I have to, I have to say. Amazing. Well done, Lindsay. You really are one of our trailblazers. And I'm so pleased to see every time a new property is added, every time a new client is added, I get excited for you because you know, it gets better and better. And that energy that's flowing is really quite phenomenal. Now, who makes up your team, Lindsay? Is it just you or do you have team members that support you? So I saw, uh, what's the word, permanent person um, in the business, but I outsource quite a few services. My daughter is um, she does our social media and she's a valuable resource um, to the business and we are going to start you know rolling out some activations around um, sustainability in tourism she as I said is a climate change scientist and um, so we're looking at doing some some work in that area so she works with me on a part-time basis I have a bookkeeper I have an accountant and I am speaking to somebody about coming on board and doing some project work with me so but predominantly it's me fantastic it's always good to have help but you know in good time there's no pressure as long as you're coping as long as you're making whatever needs to happen, happen. I think that's the most important thing. Now, it's quite interesting, Lindsay, because you have a mixed basket of clients. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what that basket looks like. We don't need specific names, but just the type of business so that listeners can get a sense of what it is that you do and what the scope is. Thanks so much, Janet. Yes, I've got to say that, I mean, as, as I've just explained, I started my life in hotels and it's and victory marketing has evolved. And I really love that space that I'm in because my clients, I like to call my business partners, are quite varied. So I do have hotels and uh, sort of boutique properties, which, of course, was my, my first love. But the excitement of having attractions and adventure activities creates other opportunities. So the diversity is um what's the word it's a, a hugely beneficial because i get to open doors on different levels so i could go well i do um go and chat to tourism buyers predominantly to operators about my adventure clients but the doors open to speak about adventure i also have the opportunity to talk about the other partners so the diversity of it is amazing so 
I work with um, a wine farm in Palm in Mapamalanga. Two of my clients are a transport company and also a boutique uh, a hotel. Um, on the garden route, I've got quite a few brilliant clients. I've got a stunning new hotel in George that recently opened. I work with Featherbed um, Nature Reserve, um, Featherbed Company. I work with a couple of hotels in Niza. In, um, those hotels that I told you about that I worked for when I left Projetals, still working with them, which is amazing. Got a shark oh, diving. nice. Yeah. And then um, the prize that we sponsored, two of our, our business partners on the West Coast, um, they are Breathless Nomad. Um, I can tell you more about that in a little bit if you like. And the um, amazing attraction called Kwatu. And I don't understand how Kwatu is not in every single itinerary because it's absolutely remarkable. It really so is a fascinating spot. Yes, sorry, that's in a nutshell what I do. And yes, absolutely agree. Anytime you want to go there, you let me know. It's amazing. Lindsay, you've already sent me there. Thank you. That's, that's right. I, it's sorry, a beautiful I spot. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for introducing me to them because you we know, also interviewed them on the show and it was a phenomenal experience for me, really. So thank you for that. Lindsay, I want you to chat to us a little bit about your role before we close on the Western Cape Satsa Exco and tell us what that role encompasses. Thanks, Janet. So, yes, I'm on the SATSA Western Cape Committee. I'm in the youth um, portfolio. I, I'm, I've been attending the high-level discussions with, with um, Department of Tourism and Department of Education. We're trying to bring more attention and more hands-on help with, um, with youth. I, I have a collaboration with Cape Town Tourism, so there's a crossover there. So I do these youth workshops that are phenomenal. Um, I know that you know about them. Um, and we run them with um, mostly grade 11 school tourism learners um, so I run those workshops around the Western Cape and I'm so proud and humbled at the same time to tell you that last year we reached over two and a half thousand school learners um, studying tourism in areas like Kailicha and Guguletu, um, Langa, uh, Hanover Park, Mitchell's Plain, Hart Bay, just amazing. I'm so proud of that that work. So, so there's just a phenomenal Thank you. It's very rewarding. And just to understand how hungry and how desperate these learners are to understand our industry, but also not just the learners, also the teachers, they want, you know, it's it's such high value for them. And it's, as I said, yeah, so that's that's um, the role that I, I play in SATSA. Well, thank you, Lindsay, for all the energies that you share with us in the industry. It's really phenomenal to have a woman who is managing her business with a small team and uh, doing some amazing things. So it's been really revealing chatting to you, Lindsay. You know, we know your clients and we've had the opportunity to chat to some of your clients on the show. And I just thought it would be a good 360 to chat to you because this is part of a feature on women in tourism and what they're doing across the board from small to operator to someone like yourself, who's a marketer of several properties and women who are involved in tourism organizations. So wonderful chatting, Lindsay. Any last words before we say goodbye to you? Uh, Janet, thank you so much. It's really great to be on. Thank you for this opportunity. I just wanted to say I'm so happy um, that my clients Kwatu and Breathless Nomad have sponsored a prize and it's a lovely adventure for somebody to do on the West Coast. And yeah, I love women in tourism. Um, and 
advocate of small businesses and particularly those run by women. So thank you for this opportunity. I'm very, very grateful. It's a big pleasure, Lindsay. You have to come to our next prize giving because your prize is going to be given away and you can be part of the, the great fun we have whenever we do a prize giving. I will most definitely be there. So please let me know when it is and I will be there. I'd love it. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you so much, Lindsay. All the best for the weekend ahead. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Bye. We're chatting this afternoon to Latifa Kuzain. She is the Managing Director of Cut Above Travel and Tours. And she is, you know, she's been in the culture and heritage space for many, many years, born in Simonstown and living in Calc Bay. She is the daughter of a fisherman and has over 30 years experience in the travel and tourism industry. Latifa, welcome and thank you for joining us on Jet Setting with Janet. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. So Latifa, we've seen you on the tourism landscape for many years and we'd just like to hear from you the journey that brought you to this point? Well, I was um, very young when I got married and I had my kids when I was still very young. And then I found myself working as a bookkeeper administrator in a travel and tourism company. And that was Grosvenor to us so many years ago, you know, with um, Carlos Muller and um, what's this other gentleman name? Anyway, I forgot now, but um, John Esson, yeah. And then while I was there, I got the feel that I'd love to do more. And then I did my travel and tourism diploma. And from there, I went to an Italian company, um, which was an incentive company. And I managed the office here in Cape Town, in Devatakant. And we dealt with groups of 300 to 1,000 people at the time. It was very, very dynamic. And it was here that I really learned so much. I mean, then... After my travel and tourism diploma, I then became a guide. While I was with this company, the manager, the owner, his deceased now, Mr. Pressure, he actually put me through the guiding course, paid for everything. And yeah, because I always had to sort of see to his overseas guests when they came to Cape Town. So that was the start. And then I went through a bit of a divorce <laughs> when I was 40. And um, I love the way you say I went through a little bit of a divorce. <laughs> Almost like I went through a little bit of you know, a flu. <laughs> oh, Janet, you know, these things shapes these these challenges, you know, with its heartbreak, with its joy, it all shapes you to the the diamond I would think that we become, you know, so that we can shine and benefit all mankind and mostly each other because we're here to put on this earth basically to serve each other. And we get that opportunity within tourism, you know, which is wonderful. So, yes, so, um, and then I took a bit of a break, and then I did it. I had to rely on my tourist guide <laughs> to create an income, you know. I was still a bit very toxic, and, and do my divorce, through my divorce, couldn't really get work. And then it was here when I decided to start my own business, and um, the reason being was also I felt that um, I wanted to contribute and also show, use tourism as a platform to see the diversity, but also the beauty and tranquility that we have of all different relations, I mean, decrees, you know, religious decrees, um, you know, our ethnic groups, to see that that we all live in harmony. And also um, to highlight, you know, the Cape Malay tours and also to celebrate and honour 
our forefathers who actually came here and brought not only our religion, but also our culture. And the culture for me personally um, is about humanity, is about peace. And that's what I like to showcase our people. So our tours is basically, maybe one could label it bespoke tours, hidden gems, because we do most of the things that other people do. But what we offer in our um, special tours, specialized tours, is the touch and feel. It's also community, it's sustainable, but also the, the history and the stories of the forgotten past <laughs> that basically also shapes South Africa. Because our forefathers. Latifa, when I look at your service offering, I think you place a lot of emphasis on heritage. You place mm. a lot of emphasis on the way in which things were done. It's really quite interesting to see. And, you know, you really capture the history of where we come from and how we are defined. So I love that about your tours. And then you also have an aspect where you you introduce people to the cultural, you know, the food ways in your communities as we explore them. So that's also wonderful. Thank you, Janet. And that is why I'm very passionate about it, simply because of my grandfather, and I said, proudly a fisherman daughter, and he came from Indonesia and built a house in Kokbay, long story short. Due to his legacy, um, uh, you know, we were never forcibly removed from the most beautiful area that's now basically the most visited spot in, in the world, you know, Kokbay. So for that, I'm, I'm extremely grateful. Um, we also, with that, we take people on a Kokbay on foot tour in Kokbay, where we explain and introduce and show people also, you know, that um, where we lived and what we're all about and and also the mixed communities that live there, you know, the Filipinos, the Javanese, the um, Spanish, Italians, it was a mixed community. And it was absolutely beautiful, my upbringing. And for that, also, uh, <laughs> I'm passionate about, you know. And then the other one is the cultural heritage and culinary experience, where we, we take people to Boca up. And, you know, Boca was basically the second Muslim community, because the first one was Chef Yusuf. But, um, and then, yeah, and then we take them on the Kramat tours. The Kramats is basically only us as friends of God, of Allah. And people who had a spiritual significance, they were spiritual, they were politically inclined, they were men of wealth and prominence that came here. And they were just humble, simple people. So when we take people to these areas, it's like uh, just tranquil and, and peaceful, you know, said Mahmoud. Um, in Constantia, there's a little stream. The one in Nurumbin also have a little stream. Yeah, and then we, that is basically a day tour. Then we take them to Cork Bay. We talk about the fishermen. We have a light lunch. And then we come to my place or a local person's place where we sort of get them to taste the <laughs> Cape Malay food, you know, which is difficult to, to deny ourselves, especially with winter coming now. <laughs> so we offer them all the eats and treats, the curry, curry, the roti, the babua tea, and we have discussions around it, you know, because there's always been a lifelong discussion, whether it's the Dutch, you know, the Afrikaans that came up with the babua tea first, or the Cape Malay, and the, then we make the babua tea differently. And then we also give people a barakat, and before that we will give them the story of the Yetzohi and also the Tuiha Fritches 
was generally so said he was going to give the um, free the slaves and then he renegated on his promise and then made this other little cookie. So yes, so, and then we have someone from the Cape Family Research Forum because that was an organization that we started in the year 2000 where people got to know and um, do their family trees through oral history because most of the slaves and people of our forefathers weren't recorded. So then, yeah, then we just have a wonderful evening. It's a full day, but then you get to know everything about the Cape It sounds like quite a full day and it sounds fascinating to be able to spend a whole day with you, Latifa. I wish I could take a day off and come and play with you in well, Cape starting with your early morning swim. And I'd love that, to... yes, we could do that. <laughs> must arrange it when it's, when it's summer, but we nice must and do when it's summer. Yeah, because we used to swim right through winter when we were kids, you know, just in mm -hmm. August when it was really, really, the water was really rough, we didn't swim. But yeah, the seas in our blood, like they say. <laughs> Wonderful. You are, after all, a fisherman's daughter. So Definitely. that stays with you. You're able to get up early and hit the sea. <laughs> it's really wonderful yeah. to see. So Latifa, before we say goodbye to you, is there anything you would like to say to our listeners that tells them a little bit about Cut, Cut Above Travel and Tours? Yeah, Cut Above Travel and Tours is basically also the name I chose was because I like to give all and more of myself, you know, um, very hands-on. And I would love people to join me, to have this experience with us. And um, I think it's very important to know where we came from and where we, you know, I think our, our past didn't allow us much to interact. Many local people come on our tours as well, you know, from Johannesburg, mm -hmm. Eastern Cape, et cetera. And um, you'll be amazed how our other brothers, I mean, our other ethnical South Africans doesn't know of our culture and heritage. So I'd love people just to come and enjoy. We've got so many museums, a cultural hub, and then we've also got the Amla House in, in Simonstown, which is wonderful. We take a walk up to the mosque, see where the Imam Baker lived before, the forced removals, you know, that type of thing. So, yeah, I think it's just nice if they can come and emerge themselves in a day of culture and heritage. Well, and food. I'm, certainly, I'm certainly looking forward to summer or winter to come and to spend some time with you Latifa it's been great chatting to you and thank you for the phenomenal prize I'm already jealous of whoever wins that I'm fortunate because I know you and I can say to you Latifa please can I come work so thank of you of course we have to still do that yes 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 thank Latifa you. thank you for flying the flag for all things culture and heritage tourism in our beautiful city and thank you for creating wonderful bespoke experiences for our travellers. All the best. and take Thank care. you so much, Janet. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye-bye. On this feature on women in tourism in South Africa, we're chatting to Zita Lowe. She's the director of African Imperial Travel and has been in the industry for the last 16 years, learning the whole value chain about the inbound travel industry and how to create the best and most niche experiences from medium to high-end hotels to quirky and off-the-beaten-track, discover-yourself kind of experiences. Now, we're chatting to Zita. She's made a huge paradigm shift from being an employee to being an employer in 2022, a, a huge leap of faith. And this was prompted by the COVID epidemic, and she is joining us 
this morning to tell us about her journey. Welcome, Zita. Thank you, Janet. Thanks. It's really good to be here. It's a big pleasure. So, Zita, we want to know, you know, there's so many amazing stories of transition after COVID-19. We'd just like to hear a little bit about your history, where you've been before, and then the impetus that brought you to African Imperial Travel. Okay, so I grew up in the Cape Flats. I think I was about 12 when apartheid ended. So there was really quite a huge shift. My first travel experience was in high school. I did French at high school. So I traveled to the island of Reunion and to France during that time. And I, you know, travel became such an eye-opening experience that I thought, you know, everyone should do this. It's not necessarily in everyone's means, but it became a passion. Um, also people. After high school, I spent a few years in restaurants, also great the other end of the hospitality industry, meeting people. And a little bit later on in my career, I decided to pursue travel as a as a career. So 16 years ago, I started out at an inbound tour operator. It was very eye-opening <laughs> as to what we actually offer in this country. Things that I didn't know existed or the experiences that we actually offer in this country that I think a, a lot of South Africans might not even be aware of. Don't you find that as you do this discovery that you feel taller and prouder and just no, somehow yeah. more as you navigate that landscape of realizing all of the yeah, amazing... Def definitely. I think, you know, once you've experienced some of the things that we offer, you definitely become a prouder South African. You understand a little bit more about our different cultures as well and everything we have to offer. We have such an amazing country. There's so much diversity. And as a destination, we are world class in terms of what we can offer. Once you travel you know, to various places around the world, you kind of realize what we take for granted here. So definitely, uh, definitely prouder and taller once you understand all the value we offer. We have such an amazing country. And the people as well, you know, the people are a big part of that experience. Once you go to a certain place where the, the, the staff are proud and they really take care of you and they want you to experience what they have to offer and you get that kind of, you know, welcome to our home kind of vibe. It's such a fantastic experience. So I think we are really seasoned host communities and it's really quite amazing because the South Africans, we're extremely generous and we're welcoming yeah. and that is actually one of our biggest assets. Absolutely. And then you add in beautiful nature and safari and quirky little places and you just end up with the absolute dream destination. Fantastic. So now you've taken all of this training and all of these skills, Zita, and you've opened African Imperial Travel in 2022. And you did this with a yes. partner, right? So tell me how that came about. So uh, my business partner and I used to work together at a, a tour operator for about 10 years. So <laughs> so we worked together quite well. When COVID hit, 
Uh, it was devastating to tourism and most tourism related companies. And really, they just everything stood dead still and there wasn't really sort of anything for us to do or any money coming in. So in 2020, I left that company, um, sort of dabbled in different things because really there wasn't much going on in tourism and tourism, you know, was my life. <laughs> so I had to find some other things to do. Um, Absolutely. So that I think for anybody in tourism, they will understand just how hard, you know, the last few years have been. And now we are trying to rebuild what we had before COVID. Then the inquiries started coming in. Um, things started getting a little more, I would say, people wanted to travel more now. And it was up and down because then you had different variants and all sorts of things. And now I feel like we have something called revenge travel. <laughs> Where everyone is so tired of being at home. They all want to travel now. And so, yeah, in 2022, we saw that coming and just decided that it's time to to get full on back into the industry. My partner and I decided to take all our years and years of experience and put it together. And, you know, the relationships that we've built over the years as well, with whether those were with suppliers or with clients, travel agents, because we deal with um, wholesale travel agents around the world, and put it put together our own little thing. Ben, and you, you know, saying that you you saying Zita that you're already starting to play host to some nice international tour groups. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, we already officially started trading in December, twenty two, and uh, we've already got some group series in from India. So we currently have quite a few groups traveling, which is great. Now we're looking at expanding into different markets. Yeah, it's been really good. I think the timing was just great. I think that, uh, you know, after COVID, it's sort of evened the playing field a bit. <laughs> so the time for a new business was perfect. And I, I, I must say, I am blown away by the support that we've received from suppliers, from clients, um, especially women owned businesses and even my competition <laughs> you know um, women that I know that have their own businesses in my field that are my competition have only wished me the best and offered support you know that like if you need anything give me a call it's just been fantastic the response from our community our travel community has just been amazing that is such a beautiful story Zita I think that when you build collateral in tourism it really pays forward tenfold. And it sounds like that has happened with you as well because you've got this amazing support structure and people, even though they might be competitors, are quite willing to collaborate, quite willing to refer. It's really quite phenomenal. So well done on that. Now, the question I have for you, Zita, is now that you've positioned it six months of trading, you obviously have your risk mitigation in place because the next time something happens, we will be better prepared, right? Because I think the one thing we learned about COVID is that there will be lots and lots of challenges like this. Now we have load shedding. 
we have a diminished economic activity in South Africa and yeah. the rest of it. So you are preparing and you fully aware of all of the challenges because that's the new business. That's how we do business now. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, uh, w- we arranged a prize for the show from a company called White Shark Projects. If you go mm. to their website. I know um, White Shark actually- very well. Yeah, so they actually have a rate for South African citizens and one for international clients. And the reason they do this, obviously, you know, white shark or shark edge diving is not the cheapest activity. And as a South African, if you wanted to take your family, it's it's quite a chunk, you know. And South Africans had gotten travel companies or travel travel-related companies, um, tourism-related companies through a lot of the COVID time. And they mm. wanted to make sure to give back to South Africans as well. So they have a South African-specific rate. They were like, you guys helped us out during COVID. Here's a great rate for you. And I love that, you know. Yes, the business model needs to change. Traditionally, in my inbound industry, it was it was always only international. And yes, we need to look at that business model now. Because international travel is quite fickle. I want to say fickle. COVID was not the first devastating thing to happen to us. It was just the most devastating thing. Then we had Ebola. Yeah, yeah. You have Ebola in like thousands of kilometers away from us. But because it's in Africa, it's actually it was actually the outbreak was closer to France than it was to South Africa, but people cancelled <laughs> it to South Africa. <laughs> yeah, know? it's crazy. Yeah, so so all of these things, it is the travel industry is volatile, and you kind of need to not have all your eggs in one basket so that you can sort of survive any. Well, I mean, that doesn't work for COVID because then all international travel died. <laughs> but again, you know, then there's South Africans. So, yeah, we, we certainly are looking at the risk mitigation. It is, though, a general factor of travel. Not only do, wasn't only COVID, I mean, there they have always been these kind of things and then just levels of it, really. So, Zita, on a fresh new business, uh, we're wishing you all the best. We're so grateful that you were able to come and chat to us because there's hundreds of people like you in our industry who just didn't know how to move forward. It has been devastating. And it's so wonderful to hear a positive story of somebody who pivoted and not just pivoted, but created. So you've been able to navigate the pandemic and create opportunity for yourself. And I salute you on that. And I wish you all the very best on this journey. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Janet. Thanks for having me. Thank you. We're chatting this afternoon to Michelle Page. Michelle is quite a trailblazer in the tourism sector. We know her in her role as the co-founder of Service Gurus, but she's also been, uh, I think, somewhat of a phoenix because she's resuscitated the Women in Tourism Western Cape Collective, and we're now seeing all kinds of exciting activities happening. We thought we'd catch up with Michelle before she gets so high up on this uh, sphere that she is that she won't have time for us. So, Michelle, welcome. It's so great to have you on the show. And I must say hats off to you and the team on the great work you're doing 
in Women in Tourism, Western Cape. We've been seeing all the activities. Our team has been attending some of the offerings. And I think it's a very nice time to catch up with you and hear what's happening. But before we go to that, we want to know who is Michelle. We'd like to hear a little bit about your history and where you come from. And then we'll chat again about Women in Tourism Western Cape. So over to you, Michelle. Oh, amazing. Thank you, Janet. It's, it's such a lovely opportunity to finally be on your show. I, I follow it and it's really incredible work that you are doing. Yeah, I've been in the hospitality industry for 29 years and uh, like most people, you know, tripped over my feet and fell into it and never left. And I think it is indicative to say that the hospitality travel tourism industry it, it runs through my veins hugely passionate about it. Um, I am a proudly Cape Townian female. I love Cape Town. I love South Africa. And I really am uh, proud to say that I am South African by heart. Uh, my, my claim to fame, and it's just through hard work, uh, has been really in the hospitality sector. I worked for a group of restaurants for almost 20 years, and uh, and I really developed there, great, received great mentorship and great uh, experience with the team. And in 2016, I joined my niece, who had just registered the Business Service Gurus. And we spoke about this business for good couple of years, we want to develop and train people because it had been really the lifeblood of what we did in our in our positions over the years, developing people, giving them an opportunity to grow. And so Service Gurus really has wonderfully evolved over the years. And it's been eight years now, and we really are very passionate about what we do. And I'll talk around that in a little while. I am a mom to the most incredible daughter. Her name is Jessica, and she's 23 now, so um, not a baby anymore. And then we have two little wonderful fur cats. And big family. We love food. We love dining. We love going out. We love socializing. And uh, and and so simple life, but but really, uh, I'm a networker of note, so I love to be out and about. Wonderful, Michelle. So. I love that you talk about your young lady who's now 23. I actually bumped into her when I went to a restaurant. She told me. <laughs> and I was excited and I said, I know who you are. And she looked at me and she thought, oh, no, it's one of mom's crazy tourism people. But she was very gracious. <laughs> and I was just excited because I know her from, from social media yes, and from yes. your posts. And she really is uh, a lovely young lady. So well Thank done on you. that. Thank you. I think that our biggest achievement in the context of everything that we do is the people that we grow around us. And whilst, uh, you know, you have the benefit of having a, a biological issue that you've grown, others do it in different ways, like I do with my team. Yes. So I think that's the pay forward that we do generically as women. We just Absolutely. give and we grow and it's quite phenomenal. So it's it's fantastic to be formally introduced to your family now, Michelle. And uh, I'd like to hear from you about Women in Tourism Western Cape and what you're doing with the organisation. Uh, it is an incredible, incredible membership-based organisation. We are, and it, there's so much team effort, so it's really not about me. Our chair lady is Liz Bailey. 
and uh, she has her own tourism business. Everyone on the Exco, and there are um, there are six of us. We all have our own businesses, and we volunteer our time to uh, really just give opportunity to women in businesses. So our mandate is to empower, to enable, and to give the opportunity via networking events, workshops collaborations, partnerships to so many of these incredible, incredible women who are doing phenomenal things in the tourism business. It is almost effortless to be able to support them because they are doing work that, you know, hard work that really is trying to make Cape Town and South Africa better than what it is. Amazing. Now, Michelle, I'm seeing a lot of training opportunities, which is really also boosting the skill set. I think one of the things that we learned is that we need to be multi-skilled so that we cope just across the value chain. And that's very positive because pre-COVID people didn't really worry too much about, oh, what's my social presence? And I think we're all working very hard at that. So I was pleased to see that you're focusing on social media training, you're talking to women about different things and you and you're dealing with them in a 360 because dealing with them in a 360 is taking care of different aspects of what it means to be a woman in tourism in Cape Town. Absolutely. And Janet, as you know, I mean, the majority of these businesses are run by women and they, they, their heart is in it, but women are survivors. And if you're going to have a woman running her own business, you know, her main idea is to really support her family. And so she will be willing to do anything to do that. And there is, look, there's still many gaps in the industry. There's still many, you know, hurdles that we need to overcome. But what we've identified over the last 18 months of being here is to say that women supporting women is what creates the magic. You know, it is really about creating... It is really a powerful force because the collective energy just takes you through all of the challenges. So it's quite phenomenal. So future plans for women in tourism, Western Cape, Michelle. We've we've got some great stuff happening. Um, I mean, our our year has been planned months ago. We really want to continue the education uh, drive. We have roadshows happening um, in Swatland coming up um, and Agalis. We we have done several roadshows and with the support, MLT, we've done some wonderful roadshows in the last year where we're wanting to spread the word about who we are and what we do. And then again, to give opportunities to, to women in the outlying areas, because I think there's a big focus on Cape Town. And Cape Town is much bigger than just the central CBD. We and pretty well resourced. Uh, 100%. You know, it's like road access in these areas out to, you know, to, to Cirrus where we know there's roadworks happening. So businesses can't have access to, to visitors, etc. There's lots of hurdles and, and they are fighting it. Uh, but we are, we have a, a wonderful women, well, Women's Day event happening in August. Uh, and we get that really supported by Alan Gray, which is incredible. So we'll put lots and lots of social media around that. And you definitely need to be there, Janet, and your team. And then we have, um, it hasn't been publicized yet, but we have a great tourism event happening in September. And that's going to be big because we want to celebrate what we've done in tourism in the last year. It's just incredible. You know, we are we are just moving forward and there's so much energy around it. And we have to celebrate the successes. We, That's we phenomenal, our, Michelle. Yeah. We had our first WTM Expo. Um, we've been I saw to that. Members. Yes. It was. The energy, Janet, was just 
it was off the charts. Um, we, we will go bigger and better next year. We want to create more opportunities for our members. And it was such an incredible experience. I mean, I still get goosebumps because the buzz was just there, you know, which was wonderful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it sounds pretty exciting, Michelle. And I think that uh, it's certainly something that is a niche that was untapped. It was underutilized. And yes. well done to you and the team to really picking that up and running with it because Thank it's you. created visibility for women. It's created an opportunity and a conduit for people to support, such as your corporate sponsors, Alan yes. Gray, RX Global, etc. Yes. And it's Beautiful. pretty phenomenal. And it's uh, harnessing a force. And you've certainly managed to do that and do that very well. So congratulations, Michelle. How do our listeners who are in tourism become members of Women in Tourism Western Cape? It is very simple. We have a wonderful online uh, booking form. It's WTI, Women in Tourism, so WITWC.co.za. You go to member form, you download it, you 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 enter your details, and then our secretary, Jamie, will send you the code of conduct and the payment arrangements. And it's only at this moment, and we need to increase it because we're cheap as chips, um, it's only 500 rand for the year for members. And our associate members are paying 1,200 rand. So we've got the associate members, and I mean, we've got some beautiful members on our. On and our what is the difference list. between members and associates, Michelle? Lovely. So members are your individual uh, uh, people, your tour operators, your BNB owners. So one person per, um, so it's an individual membership. You will then attend. And the associate membership is up to three or four people in the business that can be attend on, on behalf of the brand. So we have Shimansky Diamond Works, Afrogem, Prince and Prince. We have a new hotels. Uh, we have some lovely brands that have, you know, signed up with us. I think we got about almost 20 associate members now, uh, even B&Bs, you know, hotels in the outlying areas, and they send their teams. Saldana Bay Hotel is one of them, and it's just amazing, you know. Uh, again, opportunities for women who work in tourism in these establishments to expose themselves, to collaborate, to partner, and to network. So they also just, there's this wonderful energy around people development and women ex- being exposed to what is really out there. So, Michelle, we have about a minute left. Uh, So you have two opportunities to do your elevator pitch. What would you like to tell listeners about women in tourism? It is an association that will only benefit you. The energy is so positive. The environment is conducive. We, we're on a WhatsApp group where everyone's really connecting. And if you need something, you know, there's never an answer of no. It is always, what can we do? How can we help? What is it that we could possibly connect with? All these women are so connected on this chat that, you know, when there's a message that comes through, it's like, okay, contact me directly. I can have a contact for you. It is a wonderful, wonderful platform for women to connect and support each other. Wonderful, Michelle. Always great chatting to you, Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us today and all the best on your endeavours. Thank you, Janet, and thank you for this wonderful opportunity. It's a big pleasure, Michelle. Take care.